This is Jake Hughes, a.k.a. Hughesy. Hello. And we are back once again to talk about football. We have obviously been off on the off-season, um, haven't had a podcast for a couple of months, but we are back and we are here to talk about what has been quite a interesting transfer window, Hughesy, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's been lively, I think we can say, to say the least. Where, what, uh, what, top, what topics are we going to be talking about in addition to the transfer window? Well, welcome back, everyone. Football season is upon us with the first game being tonight, as we record it, Sunderland Derby. And we will we will be talking about the Championship, actually. We're going to make our predictions for Ugas up, Ugas down. It's, it's strangely popular, the lower leagues, apparently, even though uh, we, we've spent a year ignoring them, pretty much. But <laughs> so, so we'll have a stab at that and see how bad that looks in nine months. Uh, we're obviously going to talk about transfers, Neymar, the big one, but mainly Premier League, because... Well, that's our bread and butter, I suppose. But I, I think there'll be a lot. There's a lot to be said about a lot of transfers. Obviously, AC Milan have been very busy in the market, and it's all over Europe now with the inflation in the market. But we'll come back to that later, and um, we'll talk about our predictions. It is a preview show, so there's a lot of predicting going on. But our predictions for the Prem and the Champs League, and anything else really that comes up, I suppose, at this point. Yeah. But we'll start with the transfers, I suppose. <laughs> well, I mean, there's one. There's only one major thing to uh, talk about from the last few days, I'd say. We can, go, we can obviously go over other players later, but something that I think, when it was first rumoured, Husey, when you first sort of see it from uh, certain accounts like Indy Kyler and certain things like that, I did not think there was a chance in hell of it happening. Just because of how big the sum was, uh, obviously we're talking about Neymar to PSG here. What's, what's, what's your, what were your first thoughts when you saw, perhaps... You know, the first like sort of big journalist saying that this this is probably happening. Well, it's, it's like you say, you have your your people like you your indie Kylers. By the way, not in no way are we crediting that account with anything. As I'm just going to put it out there and say they're the sort of accounts that latched onto they latch onto anything that's a maybe just to get views. And I mean, that's probably a lad in his bedroom for all we know, but. It's like you say though, when it starts coming from your big your big sources, like. I mean, I'm pretty sure Duncan Castles was reporting it in terms of the big journalists online, at least on Twitter. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. he, he was he was one of the first to report it. But I mean, it, it's like you say, you see fees like that, and there's been a lot of fees thrown around for Mbappe at uh, Monaco to Madrid, and maybe I mean, there's links today with Barca as well, still, but. You don't think it's true because you've seen the Pogba situation. Everyone's like ninety million sort of thing. Same with Lukaku, funnily enough, like ninety million is ridiculous. And then you're looking at two hundred million pounds, and you just think, nah, it's just it's just not a fit. The thing what baffles me is, mm. have we has financial fair play just been forgotten about at this point? Because there was they stung City for it and they stung PSG for it in the past. And to be honest, I, I don't necessarily agree with it because. It, it's like in business, if you're a company with more funds to spend, you can spend the funds which way. Obviously, there's red tape and stuff and whatever. But if you want to improve your business, your 
fine to spend money doing so if you yeah. own the business. But so well, I, I never really think anyone sort of. I wouldn't say people didn't agree with financial fair play. I just don't think it was made clear to the public, especially as to what was going on. And then you've got your PSG who aren't bringing in anywhere near the income. Like I mean, there's a quote today from someone from La Liga saying, if someone like Manchester United had made a bid for Neymar of that amount, they wouldn't be taking up the... Well, they're basically taking offence, aren't they, at the whole sort of transfer fee. And it's it's a bit of a cloudy one because there's a lot of things to do with... If, if you're a La Liga player with a buyout, it differs from other countries where you have to think you buy your own contract out. Is that right with Neymar? Yeah, so I mean, so so a couple of things that I, I, that I, that I would like to say on this. So uh, there's someone on Twitter who's called uh, Jake Seacomer, right? He's a he's an actual football lawyer, and he said he was he was explaining to he was explaining I tweeted a couple of days ago asking sort of how FFP sort of works, um, and I think FFP originally was to sort of stop big clubs who have sort of massive sort of rich owners, obviously just pumping money, and then obviously because the, the club. So what FFP currently is now is the club cannot experience massive losses. So obviously, if, if you're just spending a hell of a lot of money and then you're not recouping that money, then obviously it look, on the books it looks as losses, doesn't it? Um, yeah, so it's to do with turnover as much as anything. Then. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what they say. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's quite, that's it's, it's how you hand in you know, your, your, your books. It's like a rent book, isn't it? It's sort of like that sort of thing. But, the, but apparently the details about this that came out uh, last night were that Qatar Sports Investment Limited paid Neymar... Uh, well, they paid him over about for about three hundred million euros in total, because uh, he's going to be an ambassador for the for the two thousand twenty two World Cup, apparently. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the contract, <clears throat> the contract for the ambassador thing will be signed in Qatar. There's no tax in it, whatever. whatever. Um, but Neymar is obviously so. Essentially, what's happened is Neymar or Neymar's set of lawyers has been has been given the, the two hundred twenty million euros, and he will pay himself out of the contract. So essentially, what it goes through as on the books is that Neymar has gone through on the tree on a free transfer. Obviously yeah, so it's, it's a roundabout way of buying someone out of their own contract <laughs> with your money rather than theirs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But so, so I suppose when it, when it comes down to sort of FFP, I guess it sort of shows like they've not actually paid anything because obviously the money has come from their owners, and I suppose because. They obviously own the club, and I suppose that would possibly go through as PSG's money. But then again, it might not. It might go through as the owner's money. It seems like a very, very dodgy situation. And I suppose it kind of has to be to when you're paying that amount of money, seemingly in one go as well. It's not as if you know. Obviously, you have like massive transfers. Obviously, like Pogba. Pogba's being paid. What is it? Twenty two, twenty two point four million per year, or something like that. And then bonuses are put on per year. Like a lot, a lot of big transfers nowadays are put over three or four years. Like Liverpool still receiving money for Suarez, well they were last season anyway, apparently. Um, so, but this is all been paid. Well, that's that's what I think. That's what mag- what's magnificent about it. It's literally two hundred million that's been paid in one go for one player. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And the, the worrying thing now might be, obviously Pogba's Pogba Pogba his fee last season. Everyone was worried. Obviously now for this is the way football is going, like massive fees like this. Are fees now going to start reaching that sort of level? Or... The, the, the thing is, I think why La Liga have taken offence is because they, in sort of like a football snobby way, they'll be seeing League One in their eyes as a much like an inferior league in terms of quality, in terms of, to be fair, in terms of the amount of money brought in 
the Premier League by far has the highest amount of like Revenue, uh, yeah. image rights. Sort of, what's it called? You know, the, the TV deals. That's what. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. And like La Liga, obviously, I, I would imagine in Europe is second behind the Premier League. Well, it, it has to be. It has yeah, to be. Yeah. And like, I, I don't even know if Liga beats the Serie. A. I, and, and in fact, I would doubt it. So. I don't, I um, I can understand why. Well, I think La Liga have kind of taken offence because it's like the the league is basically like the French league are basically taking one of their best players, sort of thing. And I know there's a lot more to it than that, and it's to do with they're not happy with the legal side of things. But it's difficult to go into that. Well, as much as anything, it's the players. I think La Liga have to respect the players' choice at the end of the day. In t- Neymar, whether it is for money or whether he believes that he can build his own dynasty at PSG and lead him to Champions League glory, whatever. At the end of the day, if he wants to go, he wants to go, and it's fair enough. But it, it's like you say now: Would a 25-year-old Ronaldo and Messi now? What would they be worth? Do you know what I mean? Neymar's 25, 198 million pounds. Yeah. Well, a 25-year-old Ronaldo in this market. Surely would be similar, if not more. So well, Ronaldo did go for that. To go from he went, he was the biggest transfer ever, wasn't he? Like, exactly. Ronaldo. Yeah, he was eighty million at a time where was that a buyout clause that happened? I don't think it was. It was just an accepted fee, wasn't it? No, no, it was just an accepted fee. We didn't have so, buyout clauses. I mean, to be fair, at the time, if I know it's not that long ago, but buyout <coughs> clauses weren't really a big thing. They've only really become a big thing because, I mean, I think England and oh, other yeah. countries have seen the success of. Like particularly in Spain, it's always been a big thing. Yeah, yeah. So I really think that same with buyback clauses. That was mainly just Barcelona that did that for a long time. Yeah. And now you're seeing it. The big clubs in England, well across Europe, are using it as well, which is sensible. But I, I just think with the way the market's going, it arguably some people, not me personally, would argue he's the third best player in the world behind Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. So I don't really know if you can argue with 200 million as a valuation of someone that PSG might say he could become the best player in the world for the next eight years. And the way money's nothing to him either. That's the stupid thing, and that that's where FFP is wrong because that in leagues like that, they're, yeah, they're not going to ruin that league essentially. Well, they they definitely should be anyway. Like that, because their, their turnover in profit can't be anywhere near what they're paying out. Like, but no, nowhere no, no, near. No, 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 not a chance. They, Especially they, with it, the French league must get a tenth of the Premier League TV deals. I'd, I'd, I'd honestly be surprised. Probably, probably if is something like that. And then you got to remember, like PSG are like a mass. Like they are a big club now because of money and stuff. But like they have a really, they have a small stadium. They only seat what like thirty thousand something in there. Uh, and they've got, <coughs> you know, all loads no, of players. It's a bigger stadium like than wages as well. Like, like, how much money is he reportedly earning? I saw like Paddy Power put up like an actual thing of like how much he's actually earning. Like after, after tax, minutes. it's five hundred and fifteen thousand pounds a week, isn't it? Stupid. That's in, that's insane. That is that. The thing is, again, I'm not going to argue with it because at the end of the day, if they're willing to pay him it, fine. He, he's every right to take it, but it's just. If if FFP is based on turnover at all, even slightly, then it's wrong to like for that yeah. for PSG to just be able to afford. Because it was not just him on big money at PSG. At the end of the day, you know Cavani and Di Maria, oh, yeah, Di Maria yeah, players yeah, like everyone. that. Yeah, yeah Thiago Silva is going to be on a big contract. So, and like even like players like Pastore are on a lot of money. And their turnover, I am. I imagine their wage bill isn't far off, if not more than most Premier League clubs. Sure. I'd say it's more. 
probably. It's, diff- it's difficult. Like maybe United's and you sit is mainly because like even squad players are on bigger amounts there. But That's I don't really know how it is at PSG. I don't. They they have a big like arguably like Draxler and Pastore are kind of squad players, and you know Draxler's gonna he's got to be 150 grand a week. Yeah, and remember they 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 normally give their players more because obviously French taxes and stuff are yeah, yeah. a lot higher yeah. than what we have over here on big earnings. Um, it's insane. It's just it's just insane. Like how much I think specifically in our lifetime, how much football transfers have evolved. Like I mean, it wasn't it wasn't long before us that the first one million pound player happened and stuff like that. Um, and now you know, like in the space of what ten years, uh, maybe fifteen years, we've gone from you know sort of like twenty million players to two hundred million. Uh, it, the thing is, the amount of money getting pumped into the game nowadays, it doesn't actually surprise me, and it's going to keep happening un- until like the money stops coming in for the game. It's that's it's, just it's the way it's going to be. Yeah. I think it'll, it's got to hit a limit, and I think eventually a governing body of some sort will. Pr- they might have to put a cap in. They might have to, yeah, because yeah. then it will get to a point where your massive clubs just they'll be just compete like basically competing in. A world of their own, won't they? Sort of thing, and it, it almost comes to the point where you'd be thinking about, oh, the best thing would be that UEFA Super League. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, if 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 it keeps going on, you've got teams like Burnley in the Premier League. Like, there's never going. I know Leicester won the league, but we realistically won't see anything like that in our lifetime again. I doubt in the Premier League with the way that things are going, especially. Yeah. So I think there's got to be a. <sighs> I don't I mean, like putting limits on things because it isn't at the end of the day, like I said before, it's football is a business still at the end of the day. Yeah. So but I suppose if, if I mean, the game one is business always, can afford better <clears> things then I think uh, it's always gonna get bigger. The game is always gonna get bigger. I don't think the Premier League is even half tapped into what it can like in even like in even in America. Like like when I like when I went out to America this year, okay, uh, the Premier League games are on in like in bars and stuff like that. But it's a, it's getting bigger out there by the minute, and that's why they're putting well, more money. Soccer the is growing there, so yeah, as exactly, a result right. of their own sort of interest in their own teams growing, it naturally being interested it, in the biggest. Yeah, team in the it world. spans to the European side of yeah, the game yeah. where the, the big teams are. So it's always going. Same with Asia, to be fair. Like they're Still obviously they yeah. you don't have they're not good at naturally. Well, that's probably an incorrect statement, but they don't see their strong point in sports to be like your footballs and to, like really dead physical sports they're more into technical sports aren't they sort of thing like your badmintons and all that sort of thing yeah. but they're mad for it over there and obviously with the Chinese Super League the same sort of thing happens the more interest in their own football it's like to say if an American football team moved to London now yeah. then naturally people from London would like support in theory support that team and then that that would grow their interest in the Americans. Well, I don't work like that. If, if it was to say a league, like a, they've done it before, but like a European NFL was to come in, yeah. then if you got into that, then you'd start watching the American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just natural yeah. progression. That's how it is. So, obviously, the Prem will grow and transfers are going to keep going up, but I don't, there has to be some sort of like limit to what, what you pay people because eventually it's just going to be a point where, what, is it a £500 million transfer? Like... Where do you, where do you stop? Half, half I don't a million know. transfer I mean, I mean, hopefully, at least for the next five years, this Neymar transfer is the exception, not the rule. Because you say that, you know that Mbappe is going for yeah, Mbappe is going to go for yes, yeah, over a hundred million again. It's and I mean, it's it's insane. It's it really is becoming insane. But I suppose 
the money is there for some teams. Um, but it's interesting. But move, moving on to other transfers, as we were talking about the Premier League. Um, quite a few transfers have happened for a lot of Premier League teams this season. Shall we start with our two teams? Yeah. Uh, you've obviously you signed... I'll, I'll go with United or... Yeah, Yeah. go on, go, go with United. Yeah, let's start, let's start with Manchester United. Well, obviously, everyone knows who the big teams have signed sort of thing. Lukaku, yeah. one of the most highly, I suppose, anticipated transfers of the summer. I'm not sure... You could have said in in May even that you, you'd have had United down as favourites yeah, to I sign Lukaku, but it's it's one of them things where United over the last couple of years they've sort of we've been better at keeping our cards close to our chest in, in terms of everything. I remember under Moyes it was a mess. There was like leaks everywhere. Obviously, yeah, yeah, players were leaking things, and under Van Aal even transfers were getting like hijacked because the club couldn't keep information to itself, but. It's like Mourinho's come in and whether you like his football or not, th- this side of things certainly has, has yeah, tightened yeah, up. Yeah, and it, yeah. Like Pogba was just... Pogba was more... We knew it was happening, but Lukaku was just sort of like a bang, he signed. Bailly, no one even... Bailly was just signed. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. He would, he, so let's, no, let's, let's get a bit personal with this, Yuzi. How... Because yeah. I think if anyone follows me on Twitter, at JC Cage, they would know over the last couple of years, I... Did not like Lukaku, uh, and therefore probably wouldn't have wanted him. But I also sort of did want him because obviously he does score goals. No matter, I don't think he's a massive sort of big game player, but he does score a lot of goals, and that's probably what we would have wanted. Actually, he scores goals, and he yeah, has been yeah, scoring goals. Yeah, yeah. So, did you want Romelu Lukaku? Do you think? Do you think that's the best signing you would have got in that position? Is this someone you would have rather had realistically? It's it's hard because realistically, probably not. I'd have sooner had Lukaku over Murat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, I'm not just saying that. Like that's a fa- I, but I'm not. I'm also not saying that I was like massively keen on Lukaku. I, I think he will get his goals, and at the end of the day, we needed a top striker who's pre- not necessarily pre proven, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah. So, well, I, it probably. I think... I think it'll turn out to be a good signing for us. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying I was massively keen on the signing him, but you, you've got. To, at the end of the day, if you have trust in your manager, I have trust in Mourinho. I think he will get it right. I don't think he's far off getting it right, mm. to be honest with you. And he, he's had a steady preseason. You know what you're going to get out of him at the end of the day. Like Morata, realistically, can you say you know what you're going to get out of him? Can no, you say you know no. you're going to get he's, goals? Out? He's not played first team. He's not played first team enough, to be honest. He's made a lot. Of That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like, and again, like there's that doubt. You, there's always that little bit of doubt of someone who hasn't played Premier League football. It doesn't yeah. matter how good of a player they are. A lot of the time, it's a, it's almost a fifty-fifty split. Some people come to the league and just adapt to it instantly. I mean, like Gabriel Jesus, yeah. Jesus, however you want to Jesus. pronounce it. I mean, he just came in. And he just he picked up like he played and he'd, he'd come through sort of like an English youth academy. His positioning's right. He doesn't. He's not intimidated by the physicality of the game, sort of thing. Yeah. But then you get players that come and just sort of disappointed. They just fizzle out into into nothingness, don't they? Like uh, off the top of my head, like Borja Baston, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. He, he was terrible for Swansea, and they paid. I think it's their record transfer fee still. So you just you don't know what they might score twenty goals in the league. That Borja Baston, proven La Liga goal scorer, comes over here, not done anything. So I mean, um, Lukaku, it, to be you, honest, I think if, so go, on, go, go on, on, sorry, go on. No, go on, go on. But I, I think the major 
Coop, for you there is <clears throat> you struggled last season against the smaller teams or teams you should be beating anyway, for like for example, like drawing against Stoke at home, etc. Um, oh, there was plenty of them, yeah. And Lukaku was going to get you goals in those games. I think that's the mass. I think that's the big yeah, part. And I, a lot I, of I think that's do why say he's a flat trap bully, yeah. Yeah, he's, Which, he's he's gonna he's gonna those goals. That's like as I said before. Like that's this is what I said previously. I don't think Lukaku has shown himself as a big game player so far. I'm not saying he won't be, but so far I don't think he's shown himself as that. But you say that statistically, to, he had like a lot of goals against the top four. That's the thing. I know, but it's, I think it's different. I, I know, know what you're saying. He was oh, honestly one of the worst for a player of his. You would say his stature in the Premier League, even though it is age. Yeah. The FA Cup semi-final, just over a year ago against United, where he missed a penalty. He missed yeah. so many chances. He was awful. He cost Everton the tie. He really did. And yeah. We went on to win the FA Cup, obviously. But we could have easily gone out that day. One all. We're backs against the wall, and he was wasting chances. He wasted the penalty. Was at one nil, I think. Yeah. So. But he'll, he'll get and that, that's the only big game goals. I've had personal experience with him choking sort of thing choking I don't like using that word it's not the right word because yeah. it's not as easy as choking on a top it's not if, you, if you're good enough you don't choke do you know what I mean you just have a bad day at the office but yeah. he, I, he's a young that's the thing and he is yeah honestly, he's still learning quite a lot we said about it like obviously these more personal transfers to us because again who Similar, Murata and Lukaku hand in hand will link with both our teams, and one yeah. got one, one got the other. I think I, I think I can be happier with Lukaku than you can be with Murata. I think. <clears throat> Do you not agree? I think personally, I'm happier with Murata. But if, if you I'm not saying Murata's a bad it... player or will be a bad player, but tell me now, would you rather honestly had the choice? The fees don't matter. Romelu Lukaku. Or Alvaro Morata to sign for Chelsea. If you if I'd have said that to you on after the FA Cup final, uh, yeah, it probably would be Lukaku. But I I think I personally would now be happy with Morata because I think I mean because I think the Telegraph as well was saying that Morata that Lukaku was Conte's preferred choice, but then it was always it's like it's always been known that uh, Manalo, who's our who's our sort of sporting director, he's always wanted Lukaku and Conte has obviously worked Morata various times and stuff like that, and he's so I I don't know it. it Oh, I don't know. Schrodinger's cat sort of situation, really, isn't it? It's, it's like, um... I, I think Lukaku will have a better... Uh, well, maybe not a better... He'll have more of an impact on United than Morata will have on Chelsea, yeah, mainly yeah. because you're a better team than us at the minute. Do you know what I mean? And so... we, our superstars are up front as well. I think your superstars are more... is obviously like Pogba. And, whereas we have, we have yeah, hesitated. The thing what you've got to consider with your team as well is like... You're only building on like success under Conte, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like you're setting up to fail for Murata, but he's he's not. It's difficult to go into a team and he, where you can't really do any better than last season. To be perfectly honest, like obviously there's Europe for you this season, yeah. but you you really bought the league last year, if we're being honest, and you weren't contested. So this year you can only struggle if that makes any sense, and you're not necessarily going to struggle. But if you win the league, it's almost like, oh, well, don't get me wrong, it's so difficult to win back-to-back Premier League titles, but it's not going to be as hailed as much if Lukaku somehow fires us to the league title. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean. So I mean, it's not it's not like a lose-lose for Murata, but I think there's more, maybe not more pressure on him. But I, I yeah, maybe, I'd agree more pressure because obviously he's, he's following Diego Costa now as well, which is interesting. I mean. 
The striker I would have gotten is is Andrea Bellotti all the time. But that, yeah, you're a big he, fan of I, I, I love I. I'll say I'll say here in so everyone has a soundbite for the next couple of years is I think he'll be the best striker in the world one day, but uh, if he if he continues in the same sort of if he keeps developing. Well, it's a bold statement. I'll be honest with you, but I, I I can understand. I've watched him maybe five to ten times. Last you, you don't like him as much, do you? I'm I'm not saying he's not a good player because he is, and he's what impresses me about him is he's bold footed and he's good in the air. He's just not a dynamite forward for me. Do you know what I mean? He's not got that wow factor to him. He's very much a. Um, but he's he's done similar to what Lukaku has done. Like he scored twenty six goals last season. Yeah, in a bad people, Torino side. People and Lukaku. There's, there's people who don't rate people like Ruud van Nistelrooy because they weren't like a box office striker, despite the fact he was the best finisher I've arguably ever seen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas like people say, oh Thierry Henry, the best Premier League striker of all time, hands down. And that's fair enough opinion. I'm not saying he isn't, but he's sometimes it, to me, Belotti. If you put him in a big team, he, he not. I don't necessarily know whether he'd carry on being the main man, and that, that's one of them opinions where. I could be really wrong. I've just I don't I don't know enough about him. I'm, I think in Serie A, you're not necessarily building, especially in a team like Torino. You're not re- you, your leadership isn't necessarily tested. And if you come to a Premier League team like Chelsea, you don't get a second chance. Do you know, what I mean, if you have a poor season, you could really be out the door, and then that that can just your career can be not necessarily gone, but your big shot can be gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if Morata has a bad season this season, you won't get rid of him because he's established himself at top teams. But when you come from a Torino... Yeah. It's like if, if similarly, if Lukaku would come from, uh, say, AC Milan, and he didn't have a good season now, you'd be, you'd be saying the same sort of thing. You'd be like, oh, well, the media would be saying, no, he's a flop, like, sort of thing. But if he has a average season for United coming from Everton we all know we've all seen him play in the Premier League so he'll just be like oh he'll come go to like people are saying it with Pogba because he's played at Juve it's at such a high level like everyone was he'll come good he'll come good if you signed Pogba for that amount of money from Torino people would be like Jesus what's this signing yeah yeah it's true it's, yeah, it's perspective speaking of yeah, it, it is a perspective thing uh, you obviously signed Emmanuel Matic off of, off of us uh, which I'm very grateful for uh, yeah, you're not his biggest fan, eh? I think he'll do. It's I, one of those things be again where it's, it's, we're paying forty million for someone who I think will do a job in our midfield, but it's an important job in our midfield. And like you say, the inflated pr- transfer prices. Twenty nine as well. He's just he's, he's, he's just turned twenty nine. I, I think honestly, almost in the Premier League at this point, we we basically have to look at transfer prices and just be like, well, they're, they're irrelevant because they are. It, Jay uh, Rodriguez, a, a steady Premier League player. Has gone for fifteen million from Southampton to West Brom. If you put that into perspective, that's like ten years—not even ten years ago, five years ago. That'd have been what like Chicharito has gone to West Ham for the same, yeah, because yeah. of a buy. But I, but I think it, it. I think the impact is more whether because obviously bigger clubs can afford bigger fees, but now West Brom won't be able to sign many others. They can only realistically, realistically spend about 30, 40 million in the window. They can only really go out and sign maybe two more players if they want to. I think I think the the biggest impact of transfer fees now will be if it stops you signing someone else. 
Like if, yeah, if you they, go and spend yeah. 100 million on a player, realistically, you're not going to get that much else in the window. You can't spend that much more money in the window. Yeah, I'm uh, not sure about that. It, by so you're saying like United, Chelsea, City couldn't spend 100 million. No, two no, or three no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying if you spend 90 million in a window, the impact is more as if that player is going to be worth three 30 million midfielders, sort of thing. You know, if if you get my point, I, think I can. The, yeah. If you, but I think the impact is more on how much more you can spend in that window. If you're because if you if if you have 200 million that you can realistically spend in a window, and you spend half of that on one player. Then yeah, that, right, is, okay, that, yeah. that is that is a big impact. That's a that's a lot of pressure on that player. Surely that's how all clubs sort of. Not all, but a lot of clubs structure their transfer strategies. Though you bring in maybe one or two main men and then fill your squad out because, especially at the top level, where you're worried if you need a club clear out sort of thing. And I'm not saying United haven't needed that over the last couple of years. There's been big influx, especially like you're looking at City this season. They're they're yeah. signing half a dozen players and a lot of them for big money but they need it the, yeah, the yeah. fullbacks are, were so poor and for well that's maybe a little bit harsh on like you know like your Zabaletas and stuff like that but they're not good enough for a team that wants to be challenging on every front you know Champions League Premier League no, yeah, not so I could, yeah I admit it depends on the team's transfer strategy. I just don't think anymore. I honestly don't think Ed Woodward at the, at the start of the transfer window, the Glazers say to him, you've got this amount to spend. I just kind of think at this point, it's like spend where you see fit. Yeah. They, they trust that you should be your chief exec or your head of your transfer strategies or whatever. If your chairman doesn't trust you with the money, then you, they really shouldn't. With the TV deals going on, the money in the Premier League now, there's obviously budgets and stuff, but I don't think there can be that many teams, especially the top teams, that have like a big, like a set budget nowadays. Maybe you're Arsenal because they're notoriously, but that, that might be Wenger, like we don't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's true, yeah. So, well, it's, well, it's, it's interesting. If, I mean, if someone comes available for United tomorrow, say Kylian Mbappe says, I'll only leave Monaco to go to Manchester United, yeah. For some reason, so United, I don't think, would blink twice at paying 150 million for him if Mourinho wanted him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand what you mean. So I don't know whether it's necessarily the case where, but especially with the big teams. But then again, if you were like a Mark Hughes at Stoke, they're getting a lot of prem- money, but I imagine they're on a relatively straight budget. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. At the end of the day, I'm just happy you've taken match. That's 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 more my happy. Uh, because because it's interesting because now we because we now have forty million extra we can spend in this window essentially. Again, and, does, and is that the way it works anymore? Like, I mean, I, I think it kind of is. I think we, I think with our club it definitely is the way we we because we don't go out and freely spend money like like stupidly. Obviously, otherwise we'd have about four wing backs right now. We wouldn't be struggling. I personally think we're struggling and it's not we're not struggling, but there are players we need. We need. We've got a nineteen man squad at the moment. And we I need think, good players. I, I, I this is just an outsider's it. view on your club. Like mm. obviously, you may know more than me. Well, you do know more than me, but it might be sign of a better manager that he's not just going because, out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I'm pretty sure Abramovich would be like, you, "What? You need 200 million to go and buy five squad players? Yeah, like you've just won me the league, sure. Yeah, surely. So I just think it's a sign of 
the right people aren't coming available. And I think that's a lot with Mourinho as well. He's not... Uh, whether or not he really wants Perisic to me, like, for a matter of a few million, I don't know whether he's that... Well, a lot of people use the word smokescreen, not necessarily saying that's true, but if Mourinho wanted Perisic, we'd pay five million more for Perisic, if he really wanted him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Which maybe he's seen him actually play a couple of games and decided against it. So I don't right, know. but anyway, <laughs> just we need to move on quickly here, because yeah, we've yeah. been going a while. So for me, our transfers, Lindelof, poor pre-season, not seen much of him before. Yeah. Don't know. To be honest, he's a question mark. Could could settle in nicely. You've got to give centre-backs a little bit of time, especially yeah. in the Premier League, coming from a Benfica where 20-year games a season are walkovers. So, yeah. don't know about Lindelof. Could, at this point, airing on the side of doesn't look great, but I'm not going to judge the lad yet. Mm. Lukaku overall happy with think he'll improve our team which is the main thing uh, Matic again improves our team not saying outstanding signing again improves the team I'm relatively happy with it yeah um, yep, Chelsea so us we obviously gone and got Rudiger which I'm happy with I'm not necessarily sure will he even start I I, I mean I think he'll push for a place, which is kind of what you want, because we have three centre-backs right now. Possibly Aspilicueta might move out to the right, I'm not too sure, um, which I'd be happy with, because, because you know, he's, he's Aspilicueta, he can sort of play any role he wants to. And he and as a, as a full-back in the four, he, he, he was able to go forward quite well as well. Um, but I don't know, I don't know if... It, He's 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 a good quality player, and he'll push for a first team place, which is kind of what you want because that makes the players in front of him play better. And if they don't play better, then he takes their place. So I'm happy with that. And obviously, he didn't really see that in Zuma, who's gone out on loan. So you didn't really see. So you're, you're happy with Rudiger? Yeah, we'll yeah. yeah. We, we were so, looking at we were going to sign him last season as well before he uh, did his knee in for six months or five months, wherever it was. So that's obviously something we've had an eye on for a long time. It's been pretty happy with that. Back at Yoko, I'm very happy with. To be honest, when we even though he's starting the season injured, which obviously isn't the best, and hopefully it doesn't mean he's become going to be an injury-prone player. I think as long as he is, because I can't, I can't say I've seen a lot of him. I've only seen probably about ten games of him so far. Um, but he, as long as his sort of positioning is on point, because um, obviously can if it's, if it's a two-man midfield and it's Bakayoko and Kante, then they need to be able to work together because Kante goes, you know, all over everywhere. Um, I think they're quite similar players, to be fair. Him and him and Kante, from what I've seen of Bakayoko, he's just bigger. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I, I mean, I'm hoping his passing ability is a bit better. I, I'm hoping he can sort of hit the longer longer range passes. I'm hope I'm hoping that's something that he's seen in him. But then again, maybe that might not be needed because obviously the way the sort of five three two sort of works is you have the sort of five players at the back, the wing backs who sort of partner in the midfield. And we don't really play a lot of part. We play sort of sure passing football most of the time. It's literally just one, two, three stages for the three stages of our team. So you're happy with Bakayoko? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with Bakayoko. Probably my <coughs> happiest signing so far. Murata? We talked about him, but I don't know. I don't know. That's your that's your question, Matt. Yeah, I don't know. I, I he he could be as long as I, I think the major thing is as long as he's good enough. As long as he's put as long as he's not a downgrade on Costa. Which he could be for next season, and then he might get better. I don't know. It depends. I think it massively depends on how he links up with the team, um, 
and he's you know he's a player who seems to be who does a lot of headed goals, but we don't play a lot of high crosses. A lot of them are low. Um, it's that sort of thing. Yeah, but I think it'd definitely be interesting. But I can't say I'm completely happy with him. I, I like I, I obviously we'll always obviously support every single player that plays for us. But if he turns out to be an amazing player, it'll, it'll be fine. It, it it depends on how he kicks off the season. But the other thing as well is that Batshuayi is have been having a really really good preseason. So, and also Conte said today in the press conference that he might it'll be interesting possibly playing two strikers, which would be an interesting change. Um, because Morata seems to be very good on the ball as well, which something was that Costa definitely wasn't really in the last uh, last season. So I don't know. Yeah, there is a question mark, but yeah. All right, we'll move on to. I'll just quickly run through a few teams. Uh, Tottenham signed nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I know a certain listener who uh, will appreciate that comment, and uh, well, maybe not. But you know, yeah, that, I'm I'm baffled by it. To be honest, I, I thought as a club they're making the most progress of anyone in the Premier League over the last three years. Do you not think uh, that's what, why they haven't signed anyone? Well, but, I mean, I, but, I think they they need to improve. In, 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 there's in, a in, reason they did nothing in Europe. It's because the squads are not big enough. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they've lost the they've lost Kyle Walker. Yeah. Which is uh, a, a key player for them. I mean. Some pe- I've seen some Spurs players say, oh, Trippier's great. And I, I like Trippier, he's a steady player. He's not Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker's one of the most improved players in the Premier League for me over the last couple of seasons. Definitely. Good good asset for City, anyway. But I just, you don't even hear Tottenham link with anyone particularly. There's a, I think there's there's a Hoffenheim fullback, maybe. But it's yeah. not a big name. <clears throat> and it, it just surprises me. That's the only thing. The, to be fair, though, with Tottenham... They're probably considering holding on to players as an achievement, but I don't think that. I think that it says a lot be. about Tottenham Hotspur yeah, as a yeah, club yeah. at the minute. Do you know what I mean? They they should be looking to bring in two or three top quality players, and yeah. they really are title contenders. And they could they could make progress in Europe if I know the whole Wembley thing is kind of got to them last year and whatever. But really, should Wembley make a difference? I feel like that was just a mindset as much well, as anything. Well, they're, 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 they're building a new stadium might make a difference. Do you know what I also find funny, and this is something that's not often discussed, teams that do well in the Premier League tend to not do as well in Europe for whatever reason, because it's almost as if the style of play to play in the Premier League well doesn't suit Europe. Well, I don't, I don't think it does. So, as a Tottenham fan, I, I, I just feel like they must be a little bit frustrated. Because definitely, definitely. they're not far off being a team where... They realistically could be winning a title, and they weren't that far off last year and the, or the year before. Yeah, but yeah, they, you've they, got they to make signs. You can't just expect like your Harry Kane's and your Deli Ellis. Whilst they will get better, they can't. Still, they you've can't got carry to, yeah. the whole team. You need, yeah, you do need that as well. And they should be they should be signing a couple of players who, if they got like another world class sort of forward, not as in a striker, but as in someone on the wing, like someone like that. To and there are players around who would go there. There are players oh, around yeah. who get yeah. and I, I think don't... Tottenham's an attractive, an attractive team for anyone. But you, you're playing in front of big crowds every week. I mean, this year Wembley, uh, to a, a player, surely it's attractive to oh, get to play in Wembley every week yeah. for a year, or even though it's a year, and then a new White Hart Lane. Well, you're working with Pochettino as well. Uh, yeah, they play good football. The, the, surely, as a footballer, you enjoy playing in that system, like a fluid system, an attacking system. They've got a good. 
like structure to the club in terms of oh, they, they bring the youth through, like yeah. obviously it's sort of thing. So and it's just a shame that they're not. If they were prepared to spend money, almost that would make them more attractive to the people that they'd be spending the money on. So it kind of goes full circle. But well, that's that's just the obvious thing is that they just obviously haven't sort of pushed their money around yet. They haven't, and they have they they probably they have money for transfers as well. They got they got a good share of TV revenue last season, um, and they've obviously received quite a lot of money for Walker as well. Um, I think it just sort of shows at the moment. It shows that they're not they're not willing to push into that sort, or, or they or they think they have enough. But I think that's proven by last season. That's very narrow minded of them. Or narrow yeah. minded of. But, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, yeah, yeah. we'll come back to it at the end of the transfer window and things might be different, but <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't the case, would you, at the end of the day? Um, yeah. It's a strange... It just It honestly just baffles me because I, if I was a Tottenham fan, I'd be so frustrated by it. But anyway, we'll move on. Yeah, yeah. City, the big spenders yeah. in the window, really, and I know people will say, oh, you know, it's spenders, whatever sort of thing. But in terms of bringing in high-quality players, you'd argue City have had the best window. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Mendy and Mendy and Walker as fullbacks, and then you bring in a player. I'm not. I can't say I'm a big fan of Danilo, but as a backup fullback, yeah, as a backup fullback, it's silly yeah, it, yeah. for 25 million. They they've signed Edison, who again we don't know about, but Bernardo Silva, everyone's seen enough of him last season over the last couple of seasons, and you know he's a good sign. Yeah. So. They're only the frightening going forward, and if they're going to play with attacking fullbacks, which Mendy and Walker both we know are attacking fullbacks, and Danilo to be fair. So yeah. it's interesting. Si- si- if I think it's a failure if City don't win something this year. Well, it definitely is. They I should mean, be winning. They have to win. Yeah, they have to win something. Um, yeah, and I don't mean the Carling Cup either. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's this. They should be winning the league next season. The only oh, yeah. the only yeah. issue a- I think is. If they'll be able to gel that team together as quick as they can, and I think also justify... their, centre, their central midfield as well, as I don't think is top quality. Like I think is very the good issue team. they have is they don't necessarily have a world class centre half either in a team with that. Like a, well, do, there is plenty of world class play. players in that team, and company. Yeah. It's just you just know you're not getting anywhere near forty games out of him now. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. A, on his day, even now, yeah. still he's top quality centre back. But it's a shame. Yeah. Obviously, as a United fan, I don't necessarily look at it as it's a shame because it's improving our rivals, but it is a shame that he's so injury-prone because he's he's not... He, the thing is, anyone who knows anything about company, he's, he's not just like a good footballer. He, he does a lot. He's a nice guy, basically. Yeah. And he's he's one of them people that he, he deserves to have done well in life. He, he's an educated man, sort of thing. I know I know he was, when he first signed for City, he was going into Manchester Uni and doing a Masters there. Yeah, so he, yeah, yeah. it's one of them sort of people who always push himself, and it's, it is a shame for him. But they they don't look to have a replacement for company no. still. So and Stones and Otamendi at the back doesn't really. I don't think I don't think Stones is. It doesn't fill you with fear, is it? If no. you go to City and you say, "Oh, Stones or Otamendi at the back," especially knowing that they're not going to have loads of cover next yeah, season yeah. because well, the fullbacks are bombing for like Fernandinho and Yaya Torre is essentially their centre midfield. Yeah, he has not a DM anymore. Fernandinho can play there, but he's again, surely a lot of people like, would say he's more box to box midfielder. But yeah, yeah, but like the they just have a Matic, you know, like an anchor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of. I mean, I mean, we're not. I mean, we're talking as if they're not going to sign anyone else. I think they probably will, despite Guardiola saying several times that he thinks the transfer window should end before the start 
start of the season. I think they'll probably I, still. I agree with that season. comment. You know, I agree with the comment, but he'll still go out and sign two players next month. Like he'll still use yeah. it to his advantage. Um, right, we'll move on. For me, City done the best business all, all round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've improved the team massively in a lot of areas. Be interesting if we're still seeing the same in a, in a month's time. Though. A lot, it's still, it's still a lot of, there's still a lot of the transfer window to go. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Well, one quick word on Liverpool, shall we say? Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a quick Liverpool. Salah's a good sign, and they've not really done anything else over there. Yeah, I think true. Andy Robertson <laughs> from Hull, but yeah, Salah. If they hold on, to, I think their their transfer window revolves around holding on to Coutinho. Yeah, it does. Yeah, to be honest. Um, We've got to say Lacazette as well, I suppose. Oh yeah, with Arsenal. Yeah, forty-five million. It's a, it's a big fee. I thought we were just doing top four teams. Sorry. Um, no, I just feel like <laughs> it's a bit biased to not. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, yeah. Does, it seems like a pretty good signing for them. Uh, whether he'll be able to do it in the Premier League will be interesting to see, but it does seem like a very good signing. Um, Again, I think it's a it's a bit of a. Can you really say he's yeah, almost like, in a sense like Belotti, proven goal scorers at this point? More yeah. so like as he's done, he's been doing it for a number of years now at Leon. But you know you don't know, do you? At the end of the day, you've yeah, not seen yeah. him. You've not seen. No one can say they've seen Lacazette playing at a top level. They haven't really. So they are not. They Champions League football, but yeah, Wenger's got a good history in signing from the French League. So it's, uh, yeah, not exactly. going to say anything. Putting put down anything yet. Um, I, I think we... he'll be a good signing. I'm putting it out there. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think it'll be good for them. Uh, maybe not world class, but takes a bit of pressure off your Sanchez's assuming he's staying. That's another big thing, Sanchez. I imagine we'll probably end up going into that another time though. Yeah. For now, gonna have to leave it at that. Yeah. Quick, quickly, Everton. They've signed a lot of players. Signed a lot of players, but is have, have, they, have improved, they made improvements? Have they, yeah. Yeah. I think Michael Keane's an improvement, and I'd, yeah, I'm glad we didn't sign him in a way, but. Oh, that sounds like a bit of comment. I just don't think he's he's top four caliber. I think he's close, but I get. Do you know what I mean? He he's not one of them players. Like if you're coming up in the Champions League, people are going, oh, Michael Keane's going to keep us out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's probably a little bit disrespectful. I he's only Rooney's young. Gonna, I, I like the guy, but I think Rooney is a good, very good signing for them. Rooney? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a good signing. What Wayne Rooney? Yeah, I think that's a good signing for them. I understand that every United fan was we happy to be rid of him, which I would, it's, it's like the same with me being the same with Matic. Like obviously not to the same caliber, but like I'm happy to be rid of Matic. So happy. But, I'm not sure you've seen Wayne Rooney play football in the last two years. But, he, but he's yeah, but he's now going to go to a club where he's going to have more freedom to play. He's going to play up front though. He's there. They've bought him to replace Lukaku. I don't. I, I don't know. I, they might still go out and get another striker. Their business they might, is done. It's but not going to be anyone near the caliber of Lukaku, is he's, it? Yeah, but he's going to he's going to he wants to play for that club. Like he he, he that is his childhood club there. And that might that might yeah, but release. I want to play for United. Him. If I played up top, I wouldn't be any good, mate. I <laughs> that's a good analogy, but thanks. Uh, <laughs> Pickford's a good signing. Class and I Pickford think Pickford is a very. Good, I said I would say Pickford is their best signing in terms of potential. Yeah, it's class Pickford. Um, and what are they agree. getting for as well? What was it eight million? Like uh, no, it was a lot. It was like twenty-four. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, even even then, even then, still quality signing. Yeah, he's young as they, well. They've struggled English. with keepers for a while as well. Mm. Um, they've had Tim. They had Tim Howard for quite a long time, and then they stuck Robles in there. So, 
Anything else of note? Defoe to Bournemouth, so good, and Begovic to Bournemouth. Yeah, I think on the quiet, they've done quite well. well. They've got Ake back as well from us. That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I think that them sort of signings are good enough to keep you up as a Bournemouth. I think... I'm not saying that... I, I, I felt like a little bit like they would struggle this season, Bournemouth. I don't know why. They don't have the big budget, even comparatively. Do you know what I mean? Even with you... I know they're a smallish size club. Yeah, I know they do get obviously they get money for uh, yeah. T- yeah TV rights and all that sort of thing, but they're not. It's like you say, they don't have the spending power of the big clubs, and I think yeah. who they have brought in, it's been very good business. They've, they've yeah, well. I, I, they're proven as well. Like it's like you say, they're not taking risks. Jermaine Defoe is not a risk no. on a free transfer. Yeah, exactly. As Mitrovic yeah, yeah. is not a risk. He's a proven Premier League solid goalkeeper. Mm. And I don't think you can say Ake is a risk because he's been in the system and he's played well. Yeah, so, he's played well for them already. That's the thing. Like, yes, it exactly. is signing for them. But yeah, I think they they could possibly move into a mid-table sort of team level this season. I'm not saying that mid to I'd, I'd say comfortably avoid relegation. Yeah, maybe, yeah, but, they, but maybe they, not they anywhere could push near into that. They could push into that. It wouldn't shock me to see him twelfth or thirteenth, maybe. Mm. Um, I think that's an achievement for them. I really do think that's an achievement. It's progress at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, any other major transfers you want to talk about? Well, West Ham have made Ham. it again. They've gone Prem Proven, which I think is a way forward. They've gone Prem Proven, but Henry Winter, who everyone knows, obviously, uh, made a very good point. Uh, they've signed three players who are massively past their best. Joe Hart is past his best. Chikorito I think it's a harsh comment. It is. It's a harsh. It is. It is, like, is the only one I think you can say that true. That's absolutely true for. But West Ham. The thing is about West Ham is they obviously used to be a club that used to build for the future and stuff like that, and well, they used to use sort of younger players, um, which maybe maybe because they don't want to be so much of a feeding ground anymore. But they have signed three players who have. They are proved proven. You can say they're either proven, or you can also say that they're sort of getting past it a little bit. I, mean, I think Hart's Joe Hart would be old. a good signing. I don't think you can call a 30-year-old keeper past it, to be honest. And I'm, not, I'm not saying past it, but I'm saying past their best. Whereas they could be going out and aiming, and aiming to get players who will help them for years to come. I think Chicharito, uh, he's, obviously he's aiming at Chicharito there. He, he obviously would score more goals at Manchester United because, and that's arguably then people say he was at his best at Manchester United. Yeah. But he was in a good United team, a successful United team, and he's going to West Ham. Do you know what I mean? He yeah, shouldn't yeah. score as many. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still good. They're still good. This good bit of business so far. Arnautovic, he's hit and miss, but he gets you. You know he's going to have match-winning performances semi-regularly, which is something that a team like West Ham need. Like the amount of times he's got such an attitude. Stoke got a result, and it was you look to it, it's like Arnautovic had a good game. That's why Stoke won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and okay. he does go missing, and he—he he seems there's a lot of character. He's like hot and cold. I mean, and just an interesting point. I was—I was looking on transfer market. The only club with a positive transfer expenditure mm. by miles as well is Tottenham with sixty-eight million. No one else even has a positive one. I yeah. think—I think that says a lot, doesn't it? Really, it does, but. It's interesting because we were just saying that football's a business, but most Everton teams will be making losses on transfers. Everton just about do, but that's obviously pretty easy when you're selling a £90 million player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Southampton also narrowly, but there's no one anywhere near like Spurs is seventy million. And for a club like that, it just baffles me. It really does baffle me. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's different outlooks, I guess. Different. Stoke, Stoke have made a fair bit of money, but you know that they're good for some deadline day signings. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they they did the same thing last year. To be honest, they analysed the window when it got into a bit later and then signed who they sort of wanted. They held out for a good fee for Nartovic as well as free bids turned down, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it's one of them things. You're more likely to see your teams at your, your lower level teams because t- that's maybe a little disrespectful. But people will sort of pick and choose your best players because then they can move on to better clubs. Yeah, but like on your top teams, honestly across Europe, it shocked me if a top team is making a, like a profit from transfers. A top yeah. four team in any league, they shouldn't be because you should be looking to improve your club, not sell your best players. Anyway, that's yeah. I suppose that's beside the point, and we'll. We'll get away from transfers. Yeah, We've been yeah. talking um, for long. So gambling to glory will start next week when yep. we have our official. This just just let you know, guys. This is this is season two, episode zero. Yeah, we'll call it that. A lot of preview <laughs> stuff. Yeah, uh, but episode one officially will be. Uh, yeah, for when, when the Premier League starts, we'll do a gambling to glory. Um, we want to do a little Let's, bit of a lower league preview, don't we? We want to take a stab at that. We'll, we'll do. We'll just do a quick championship. Who's going up? Who's going down? And then we'll do it for the Prem and. the the, uh, the Champions League. I imagine we're not going to be far off each other on that, but no, yeah. Championship, three teams going down. Go on. Three teams going down. I have got... Gonna, uh, this is getting noted down, by the way. So in May, it, when they're oh, absolutely nice. nowhere near, both of us can... Well, I, I think I'll do all right, but I can... I've gone... My first one is Millwall. don't think Millwall are a Championship club. Uh, That's really not the best people to pick on, but... But I have not. I don't express these views. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, second one is Ipswich. Feel like Nick McCarthy really. Yeah, I reckon he'll be out of the job in the next. Disgusting. <laughs> they had a shocker of a preseason. Didn't really they? bad. They lost to like uh, like Charlton and people like Charles that. Charlton's like six one. Yeah. I've seen Charlton a couple of times last season. That is that is not good. <laughs> that is terrible. Um, and my third one is Bristol City. We've gone three completely different. <laughs> Interesting. Well, you're three. I've picked on the north. You've picked on the south. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've gone Preston. I just I don't know what it is with Preston. They're always like hanging around the seventeenth, eighteenth, maybe. Like, Preston won the accumulators last season. I don't doubt it. I just <laughs> honestly, this isn't necessarily massively educated. I just yeah, yeah. Got feeling Preston. Chef United, I'm almost certain. Oh, I just yeah. don't think they've. They're, I don't think they're at the calibre of Championship. Don't get me wrong. Might be wrong. Sheffield United yeah. fans don't hate me. <laughs> Barnsley. Barnsley. Oh, they've been that. hovering. Yeah, yeah. They're up and down like a fiddler's elbow. Then. Yeah, I mean that's three decent shouts, I'd say. Uh, One of us is. <laughs> imagine somehow all six of them teams non go down. I, I, would, really, I really think we'll all go down. I don't know why. I've got an absolute... I I think there's so much value in betting on Sheffield United to go down. I just think they're down. Fair enough. Um, three to go up. And are we, are we going to do this as in three to go up or are we going to name the two automatic? You have to, you have to name your two automatic. I'll go first this time. But I you have to name two and then you play off, I suppose. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to commit to first and second because we haven't said that. So Wolves and Borough automatically. Oh, that could okay. be so wrong as well because Wolves could just do that thing where they sign a load of players 
good players yeah. and just don't work because it, they don't like Ruben Neves might be awful in the championship I like the guy I've seen him play a few times and he's he's really he's too good for that level of football Yeah, he's, yeah, very, he's a technical is. player and that, but whether that means what that might not necessarily make Wolves into a Premier League team do you know what I mean spending that money it's hard to say yeah. but they have spent as well as any other club in the championship for me so I think by merit they go up there yeah. Borough's firepower up for, for me they should go back up Summer Belong has proven yeah. uh, they've They've not really lost that many players. I know, like they've lost like the Gaston Ramirez. I don't know. Was he there? Yeah, no, he was there. Wasn't Gaston Ramirez. Yeah. Wolves. No, Borough. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's gone south today. I think. He's yeah, gone south today. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I just think from when I was looking at it, Borough haven't lost that many players. Yeah. And I think. I think. I just think a lot of the championship seems to be. Firepower can genuinely like send you back up, and then that's what happened with Newcastle last season because they weren't the best at the back, even though they probably had one of the better defensive records. Played better football though, I'd say. It's when just I, when I saw them every now and again, they were playing good football for a championship team. Um, I'm just going to look now and see you. You crack on while I'll have a look up. Well, so my my three to go up are so my two automatics are Villa, which I don't think you'll agree with. Uh, and Wolves so I have Wolves as well why Villa? I think John Terry if if he is playing at if he is playing at the level that he that he still could play maybe last season the the season before and he's doing that in the championship he's not a player who's going to get bossed around in the championship he's never been that type of player Um, and he just him as a him as a captain can do so much, so much to a team. It, it might, it mean he might massively fail. We don't know yet, but him as a captain can do so much to a team. Just installing, like, just helping install like sort of like a mentality that that Steve Bruce has been able to install in teams as well because obviously he's brought teams up before. I just don't think they've had a good window. I really don't. I don't think they've had an amazing window, but it it's not as if they, you've got to remember won. they were bottom half of the championship. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they needed a big window, and they still do need a big window. And, I just I, I, I can't see it. They don't justify a seven to one shot for me anyway to win the league. No way. I don't know about win the league, but automatic. I think um, Steve Bruce is definitely one of the right men to have for that job. But I, I, I think him. I think if if it works, if the mentality, if they if putting that mentality into that squad works, it, like Bruce and John Terry together. Which is the words I would never want to. They, say. they should be in the uh, prem. They're they're a big club, Villa. Like, yeah. Despite what anyone says, they should be in the. They're prem. getting the fans down there as well. Like, like that that stadium being full every week um, is something to massively add to that as well. So that club stature can add to it sometimes. Um, right, Borough strike force this season: Ashley Fletcher, Patrick Bamford, Britta Summer, Belonga, Rudy Gestead, Martin Braithwaite, Adama Traore. That if that can't get you up, I'm sorry. They were they yeah champions. they're all players that were shit last season though. Really? Yeah. A summer belonger? Oh, he's, pre- he's a proven goal scorer. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I did. At that yeah, level, Gested's a proven goal that's scorer. That's who they signed, haven't Yeah, Gested's a proven goal scorer. Adama didn't have a bad season. He hasn't either. done it for about he two just... seasons. No, that's not Adama true. Adama, tr- uh, yeah. Where was Gested's he? got a good goal scoring record still, despite that. Mm. Adama Traore is uh, an interesting one. He probably will do it in the Championship, to be honest. Um, 
Well, my, my, my third one. No, he could be good. He's good enough for the Prem with an end product at the end of the day. True. Well, my 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 uh, playoff winners are Borough, I think. So I have got them in there. Borough for me as well. They have. The, I think they have the best midfield in the Championship. If the I think they've signed Guediora from Watford. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. That's, I might, I might have made that all, but I'm pretty certain. And then you've still got your, your Adam Clayton, your Adam Forshaws. They've been around the Championship. Like, they, they know the club. They know the system. They're not changing the midfield up too much. They signed Housen as well from Norwich, who yeah, yeah. was good at Leeds. Yeah. And he's, again, proven at that level. I, I, I think he's a steady signing. So. Yeah. Darun, I think, still stayed there. I'm probably missing people, but I, again, they haven't lost too many players. Yeah. Gibbs, ben Gibson, they've kept all the for now. That might change. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I would say they're probably coming back up. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, our two biggest difference. I mean, our biggest difference there is me having Villa in there. I've um, I've got um, going up in the playoffs. I said Reading, I think. Yeah, yeah Reading. Reading. I think they, they they were nearly there last year. So yeah, there's just a gut as much as anything, and I hope the Amsterdam comes up. So um, let's do a couple of fun ones. Premier League winners. But I'm going to be boring and go say. I'm going to say Manchester United. Shut up. Shut up. I, I think you'll do it next season. The difference between you getting to the top four last season was a player who can score against those sort of teams. That's why I said before. Against, you, know, you think Stoke we'll teams. win the league? I think you'll win the league. Also, Jose Mourinho, out of the five big clubs that he's been at, he has won the league in his second season every single time. Oh, you're right. It's, the, it's genuinely like I've, I've, no, I've, I've I think like, yeah, I believe the start. I just hope you're right in terms of. I don't know. I just don't think. I think we're a little bit too but far then, off. But then, if, if he doesn't do it, then it sort of proves that what I said before is that Jose Mourinho got the same manager as he was before he went to Madrid, or at Madrid even. That's why I've said that a couple of times. Again, I think that's harsh without competitive the premise. It is still proven he's a winner. At the end of the day. It he won the double. He won a cup double last season. So yeah, I, you know, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, second rate cup double, but really. <clears throat> um. <laughs> Just eat right, right. I'm gonna ignore. <laughs> I, but I, yeah, I, I, genuine. Right now, I think Manchester United are winning the league. That I, second rate cup that got us into the uh, Champions League. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> Champions League. <laughs> you can pick United in that. I wonder why is that. Oh, it's because we won the Europa League, Jake. Yeah, nice one. A yeah. second-rate competition. <laughs> it is second-rate. You don't say it's not a second-rate. It literally is second-rate to the other European competition. I don't care. Sec- <laughs> that, you, you, can't, you can't be derogatory to that beautiful I be. I, was, I was derogatory to it when we won it. <laughs> I, yeah, I can, no. I, I'll stick with that. Right, fine. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore you. I'm ending, I'm ending the, the podcast. <laughs> No, go on, Champions League. Uh, it's hard this year, you know. But I think it'll come down to either Real Madrid or PSG. No, not PSG. I know, I they, I know they've got Emery as a manager, but can you sign Neymar for that much money and then not get to the final with the squad they've already got? I don't can think do they've that? got a ridiculously good squad. I don't think Barcelona will be there this I don't think they've got at the back. They're not that good at the back. But they, 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 they're still going to go out and sign Blaters. Mm. Um, Real Madrid are obviously just the best team in the world right now. No, I can't see a team winning it three times in a row. I also think, this is a bold statement, but 
I think surely at this point we're going to have to start seeing the decline of Ronaldo. Like he's, he can't. He's, he's aging, obviously. I don't think it'll necessarily be a decline. I think it'll be like the the, the reason. I think he'll just get he, every year. He can't just smarter. keep having these match-winning performances in Champions League games, like in big Champions he League games. Can, it's got to be a year where he doesn't. He probably can though. This is the thing. He'll just he'll just get smarter with how he plays his football. He move into I love Ronaldo, position, don't get me wrong. I just, I just don't. I, I can't. Madrid aren't winning it three times in a row. I just refuse to believe it. So go on, who are you picking? You can't pick two. I think Madrid then. That would be impressive. It would be impressive, but they have got by far the best team in the world right now. By far. Well, I'm going to go with a team that have to win it for me. If not, the coach is moving on. Bayern. Oh. And then at the end of the day, you can't, it's not necessarily... It's like in the French League. It's not PSG winning every year. It's not a success. Yeah. It's not, is it? And Bayern's the same. It's not a success for the, the team they have. It's not a success winning the league. That obviously is, but you know what I mean. They've got to have priority this year and say, we haven't won the Champions League in X amount of years. It needs change. When was the last time they won the Champions League? Van Al? Van Al? What? I know. They won it the year after we won it. Did they? Yeah. What year is that? 2013. I'm looking. Who did they beat? I don't remember. They definitely won it the year after we won it. Right, well, I'll I'll tell you what. Let me double check here, but I'm pretty sure they did. This is this is sorry. This is a slightly boring couple of seconds in the podcast. It's mean. Yeah, no, no, you're right. right. You are right. They did win it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they won it with Panks, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. But um, that, well, that's five, five years, years, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and they consider themselves to be like at least equal to the best teams. Yeah, yeah, of course they played Dortmund, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that was like so long ago. It does feel so, so long ago. Our Champions League win feels like so long ago. Yeah, when was the last is. time before that? You can only really remember Real Madrid winning it now, can't you? They've done who it for the last two times. Who did Van Aal win the Champions League with? Barca? Ajax, obviously. Oh, yeah. For some um, reason, I thought he won it at Bayern. Mm. No. Um, I mean, this has been an informative two minutes. Yeah, this has been fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bayern... I, I don't know. I don't think they're as good as two or three other teams in the competition. I could see PSG beating them. I could see Juventus beating them. I could see Barca or Real Madrid beating them. James will be a big difference in that team. I, know, I, I still don't think James is as good as... Although Lewandowski needs to great. Champions League as well. I don't know. Uh, I've, I, mean, I, there's, I think there's a bit of a decline in German football, to be honest, Re- recently over the last few years. Uh I just think it's. I don't think there's been a decline necessarily. I just Stay it was one of them things. Dort, Dortmund, have, 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 you lose Lewandowski. They can't replace him. They haven't replaced him. Aubameyang's a good player, but Lewandowski at times, certainly over the last three or four seasons, has definitely been the best striker in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, what, what about to, Juventus? You, I think we're marking down Juventus quite a bit. Here. No, I write, write them off. Really? Yeah. They were so. What they did so well last season. They just don't get over that hurdle, though, do they? Mm. And again, they're an ageing team. They are an ageing team, but 
they're the sort of team that can bring in players to replace them if they need to, I think. When was the last time Juve won the Champions League? 90s? Probably the yeah. 90s. Yeah. yeah, it is the 90s, sure. But they keep going onwards and upwards. I don't know. Who would be your outsider if you had to pick an outsider rather than one of the big four or five? Unite, unite. Fucking hell. Language. <laughs> we're, allowed, we're allowed up to seven <laughs> swear words on this podcast, so you won't use three. Um, right. Yeah, you've used them all. That's not fair. <laughs> I, I, really, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I honestly genuinely being serious, I think that uh I think United are, I just think Mourinho in Europe you can't you can't you can't really I won't I'm not saying you have asked for an outsider, I'm not saying it's happening, but Would you put you We on we could be out of the Premier League genuinely by like February and then you've got to start putting your eggs in a basket. Would you would you put yourself over City? Do you think you're more likely to win it than City? Mm, no, probably not. But so I don't think City, you can consider City an outsider. Sure, I think you can just because of the quality of other teams in Europe. No, I don't think you can with the with the the, the amount they spend and the quality. Yeah, that the English got. teams have been shit in Europe. I'd say most English teams are outsiders at the moment, anyway. No. no? Yeah. Well, no, no. City aren't. City want to be a European superpower, so I'm going to treat them that way. Um, is that not fair? I, I, I think that, I don't think Chelsea are an outsider either. I depends how many players we get. That's Again, it. the way you, I think, I think we're gonna got, currently, if we keep this current nineteen-man squad that we have, I think we're gonna finish probably fourth and go out of the last in the last sixteen. Well, well you're not gonna keep a nineteen-man squad. Come on. Well, it fucking looks like it at the moment because the the players that we probably will add are not gonna be of amazing quality. I don't think. Not yet. I don't. There's no one we. I don't think there's. There's. I know. I know. Obviously, not everything gets leaked out. But like, I don't think there's anyone we can currently look at. I don't think. There's I always anyone... think that you know when you've won a league title. Hmm. I then think the next season, the manager, maybe even the board, but definitely like a Conte will be thinking. My priority is the Champions League, and that's bad. But it's true. It might be, but saying that. I mean, like our, like our our season, we won the league. You remember, we won the league two years ago, and then we had a really, really bad transfer window after that. That's still very fresh in the memory. It's still the same board. The only difference currently is the manager and a few squad players from that from that season. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I I'm personally, as a Chelsea fan, starting to get a little bit worried that we're not getting any even linked to anyone. No, there's no there's no there's not really any wing backs we can go after at the moment. Seems Sandro's down the pan. You know, it's the other thing will be interesting. Well, yeah. we'll see. So, we'll guys, see. I, I, I just don't know whether you consider you can consider like some of the, even though we're crap in Europe, like as a nation at the minute. I don't know whether you can consider as outsiders. United, I suppose. I if you're looking at, I suppose Chelsea are because the odds are going to suggest like sixteen to one. I would imagine, surely. Yeah. So, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, but. I think that's all of our topics discussed for this week, Yuzi. Um, yeah, it is. It is. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, I hope we've given you some uh, some good content. Uh, Yuzi, when will we, we will be back, hopefully, next week. If not, we're definitely going to be trying to keep this up every two weeks. I, I, I'd like to say... Uh, weekly. 
Yeah, weekly, but it's one of them things. Uh, we've got. We're, we'll try to stick to it. Um, and we're also going to be possibly moving from SoundCloud, but we'll definitely always be on iTunes for iTunes listeners. Um, and that's it. We should hopefully be back uh, after next week's Premier League action. Hope everyone enjoys football from the weekend. You've got three different leagues to choose from in England, and then you've also got actually no, I've suppose conference and everything else, starting, but not everyone actually that. Um, French league. What, what, no, it is. It is the. Well, right, yeah, no, I'll go with yeah, you. Yeah. I don't think people are going to be tuning in. Not that many of our listeners are going to be tuning into the conference, mate. But, you no, know. I don't think so. But it's, like Le- it's League 1, isn't it? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah League 1. Uh, yeah, French, yeah, French League is the only other one that's starting this, this week. And then I think there's, a, there's, League... a few decent, there's a few decent televised championship fixtures, to be fair. I mean, I'm about to kick off now for us, Sunderland, Derby. And yeah, then I think minutes. Bolton Leeds is on the Sunday. Yeah. That's that's gonna be a good one. That, that's a game worth watching. Also, I think we're forgetting a uh, community certain shield. yeah yeah community shield. Yeah, well, are you gonna give us a prediction for that? Uh, no, not. penalties. I'm gonna say penalties. Yeah, penalties. Remember back in the day when we used to share it? You know, if you drew, we I'm yeah, sure yeah, we've yeah, shared, yeah. shared yeah. before. When it, was a, when it was the charity shield. Yeah, I still call it that. So, oh yes, <laughs> I still call the the Capital One the Carling Cup. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's go. We've okay. we've we've talked to everyone's ears. Off. How long <laughs> is this podcast, by the way? Probably about an hour. But you reckon it feels longer, you know? It's pretty. Yeah, well, it probably is. But it's good to come back with a longer podcast. I've yeah, been, at the end I've of the been day. Told by our former special guest Charlotte Charlie Morrison that he like prefers longer podcasts. So who doesn't like? I to be fair, I agree with. with a well, now we're just talking crap. Let's just yeah, go. Yeah, let's fuck it. Right, okay. Guys, <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll be back next yeah. year, this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. See you later.